From the Heritage Foundation, I'm Tim Desher, and this is Heritage Explains. Look, for this movie to really make money, we need to make sure it clears the Chinese censors, you know? We want those Chinese viewers. Ah, seriously? Oh, it's okay. There's plenty of other things to talk about with your story. How about, uh, what kind of things were you into when you were younger? Well, I always liked Winnie the Pooh. Okay, no, 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 that's definitely off limits. Winnie the Pooh is illegal in China because some Chinese students said he looked like the Chinese president. Oh, come on, that's ridiculous. That's a clip from a recent episode of the show South Park. It proposes a scenario where the kids start a band and a record executive from Hollywood wants to capitalize on them. The only problem is China. I'll just give you a spoiler. It doesn't end well. I can't do it anymore, you guys. I can't even think with the Chinese government censoring everything I write. So there's not going to be a biopic movie for us? It's so wrong, you know? I mean, we live in a time where the only movies that us American kids go see are ones that are approved by China. Yeah, it's like China is the new MPAA. Stinks to say goodbye to all that biopic money and glory. We just gotta face it. A death metal band is never gonna make real money anymore. The only band that would get approved by China would be all vanilla and cheesy. Over the past month, there's been a lot of talk about China's influence over American culture. But it's not just Hollywood. Recently, the general manager of the Houston Rockets basketball team tweeted support for the protests in Hong Kong against China. In response, China was furious, but so was the L.A. Lakers superstar LeBron James. I just think that... You know, when you're misinformed or you're not educated about something, um, and, and I'm just talking about, uh, you know, the tweet itself, you know, you never know the ramifications that can happen. The real story is how powerful China's market is and what they're able to demand if we want access to it. To some extent, it makes sense. If a company can crack the Chinese market, the sky's the limit in terms of profit. Again, if you do what they say. Here's the founder and head of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, at a recent speech to Georgetown University. You know, China is building its own internet focused on, on very different values. And it's now exporting their vision of the internet to other countries. Now, until recently, the internet in almost every country outside of China has been defined by American platforms with strong free expression values. But there's no guarantee that these values will win out. I wanted our services in China because I believe in connecting the whole world and I thought, you know, maybe we could help create a more open society. And this is something that I worked hard on for a long time. But we could never come to agreement on, on what it would take for us to operate there and, and they never let us in. And now uh, we have more freedom to speak out and stand up for the values that we believe in and fight for free expression around the world. The fact that Facebook and several other voices like South Park are speaking out against China is encouraging. In fact, it aligns really well with an episode of this podcast that we did nearly a year ago when Heritage Foundation's Mike Gonzalez talked about the work he's been doing over the past five years to expose China and the potentially devastating impact they'll have on American exceptionalism if we don't reject their attempts to control us. This episode, he joins us again to explain. Mike, I was watching a recent episode of South Park, and 
it it showed in typical South Park fashion how China is making inroads to basically control our culture. Uh, you know how they stand on movie sets and almost you know dictate what we can and cannot say. Uh, and it was funny because as I was watching it, I I felt like it was basically parroting the interview that we had last year. So my first question is, is were you hired as a consultant to write on that episode? Um, no, but I have uh, been very busy since then. You know, that episode of South Park, along with China's crude attempts, but successful, crude and successful attempts at uh, censoring what NBA players and executives can say, uh, has done more to shine a light on China's attempts at exporting its uh, – it's, it's repression of expression uh, to the United States and anything that I have done. I wrote my first paper on this five years ago. Well, February 2015, so almost five years ago. And sure, some people noticed, but now it's like everyone knows. It was, like, it was a really kind of a, as we left it last <laughs> year, it's almost been a year, wow. As we left it, it was kind of grim, the, the, the kind of the takeaway that we got from it. And you... It's nothing that government should fix. It's something that we as Americans need to make a choice to fix. So I'm wondering, as you said in your most recent piece, civil society and our leaders are fighting back. How? You're right, by the way, when you say that that our government should do very little about this. Uh, Hollywood studios are, after all, a you know private companies, and they if they want to submit their scripts to Hollywood if they want to self-censor, if they want to accept uh, Chinese money in Hollywood studios and make movies that will please the leaders of China's repressive Communist Party, you know, that is really their business in a way. <laughs> it's a dirty business, yeah. and we should point that out. We should, uh, our private sector institutions should point that out. Uh, but I think our government leaders also have a role in pointing this out. I'm not saying that they should interfere, but I, for example, when Secretary Pompeo and Vice President Mike Pence point this out and, and make a, a, a allusions to it and uh, you know cry from the rooftops, that is very helpful. Uh, Secretary Pompeo himself spoke to the Motion Pictures Association of America about three weeks ago, and I, I got some of his talking points. And he was very clear. He said, "Look, I'm trying to fight uh, to get you access for your movies. You know, China." famously only lets about 40 foreign movies a year into its very uh, wealthy box office uh, market. Um, and, he, and Pompeo said, I'm trying to get you more access, but in exchange, please, please stop submitting your scripts to Chinese censors. But as I said, it's not the Chinese censors issue is, is just but a small part. A lot of Chinese money, by the way, I mean Chinese government money, is involved in Hollywood to begin with. So they're going to make movies. They're going to hire people that know exactly what the strictures are, what the limits are, and they're not going to step out of bounds. They're not going to make a movie about Tiananmen or Hong Kong, for example. Have you heard of Jarrett Stepman's new book called The War on History? So for those who don't know, Jarrett is the co-host of the podcast here at Heritage called Right Side of History. And we've talked about it here on the show before, but basically, he's now brought this podcast to book form. Now, this book is an awesome read. It, it spells out the left strategy and exposes how they are trying to change our history so they can then implement their agenda to completely change the fabric of America. 
And it's a very, very important read. I, I want you to get this as Christmas gifts for people. So head over to Amazon and type in The War on History, The Conspiracy to Rewrite America's Past by Jarrett Stepman. You're not going to be sorry. Pick up a copy today. Mike, why does China want to go after our culture so much? Whether it be through Hollywood, our education system, or or now, more recently, the NBA. Why can't they just accept our products and leave our culture alone? Because that's the way to affect policy. You know, we live in a democracy, and if you change the way people think, if people think of uh, the Chinese government, the communist government, as a benevolent government, as a government that just gives the people uh, prosperity— then they're going to elect people and they're going to support policies that treat China very well. Um, And they're not going to support seeing China as an adversary. And the Chinese people obviously are not the adversaries and they did not elect their government. The government is not elected by the people. The government is an unelected uh, dictatorship. Uh, And they are in some ways, in many ways now, our adversary, our rivals on the world stage. Uh, so I think that that is one way to affect government policy is by affecting the way Americans think. Is this solely a dollars and cents thing for Americans who are choosing to censor themselves in order to access the Chinese market? Or do you think these are people who are willing to help China in whatever they're trying to accomplish? Well, since so much of Hollywood is so leftist, one would uh, it's easy to to get there. And, and I'm not saying that that, is, that does not take place, but I think that the most likely explanation is they do see uh, they want to make profits. And in fact, they say that. James Cameron, who's very outspoken here, by the way, he says here he's you know, a champion for freedom of speech. He's for, you know, very outspoken about climate change and everything else. He is a mouse when it comes to China. He doesn't say anything, and he has said why. He says, well, that's the rules of the market, and you have to play by the rules of the market. You have to contrast that to Quentin Tarantino. Well, I don't like Quentin Tarantino, but he deserves a lot of praise uh, for saying uh, a month ago, I'm not going to change my movie. Yeah. You know, If China doesn't want to play my movie, it doesn't have to play it. I, don't, I have enough money, and I'm not going to change it. So, you know, Quentin Tarantino received a lot of praise from Secretary Pompeo. I'm sure they don't agree on anything else. But, you know, I think Quentin Tarantino shows the way. Yeah, the head of Disney, Bob Iger, was asked to comment on China's attempt to censor their material. And his, his direct quote, to take a position that could harm our company in some form would be a big mistake. Yeah, you know, Vladimir Lenin famously said, the capitalists will sell us the rope with which we will hang them. And I think that that is uh, something that was true back in 1917, uh, and it is true today. I think this all comes down to education. And I tried to touch on this a little last time, but but we focused more on the Hollywood aspect of it. So I just want you to talk a little bit about the infiltration of our education system here. What happens when China reaches our children at a young age? What does that do for us long term? Well, that is an area in which you can see our teachers' unions actually agreeing ideologically with China in that, you know, they're communists. I'm talking about the the government of China. And uh, our teachers' unions can be quite leftist. uh, And our schools of education, if you look at their um, curricula, are quite leftist as well. It's cultural Marxism, but they teach 
uh, Gramsci. They teach uh, Paulo Ferrer's uh, uh, Pedagogy of the Oppressed. Uh, they, they, if you look at the syllabuses for our schools of education, uh, they're tilted towards cultural Marxists. Uh, so that is, that is already being done on behalf of American Marxists by American teachers. Um, but I think what you're referring to is the Confucius Institutes um, that uh, China uh, practically gives for free. Now, I mean, they, they pay money to universities and some high schools uh, to implant these institutes and uh, what nobody knows because the contracts are secret, but what many people are, are saying is, is that in these contracts there are clauses which insist that uh, the things China does not want uh, discussed, such as Tiananmen Square, the massacre that took place there in 1989, Tibet, the oppression of Tibet, uh, Taiwan, uh, the, 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 the islands, um, you know, pursuit of independence and freedom, uh, that is called the three T's. But now if you add to that the, the concentration camps of Muslims in Xinjiang and the, 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 uh, the, you know, the violation of promises made to the people of Hong Kong. So they don't want these things discussed before the reasons I said before, because China is very interested in, in controlling what the electorate in a democracy think. We'll just get a little more positive here, the tone of your piece in the Chicago Tribune, which we're going to link to. Talk, talk more about Mark Zuckerberg and um, Adam Silver and people who have actually dug in a little bit, pressing against China, pressing against their attempts to censor us. Is, is this what we should be seeing more proactively from our business leaders, do you think? Or is this just a, an appropriate response? Well, yeah, very briefly, the, the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, went to China and he came back and said that they had uh, told him that he had to fire the Houston Rocket executive uh, that had uh, tweeted out on, 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 on defending the people of Hong Kong. And Commissioner Silver said he told him no, that he was not going to do that. Since then, China has discounted that version of events and has threatened uh, Commissioner Silver. Uh, the other case uh, you mentioned uh, just now, which is the... the, the Facebook, Mike, the Mark Facebook, Zuckerberg. Uh, actually, Mark Zuckerberg has been fantastic because last year when he went to the Senate... He presented his company as an international company, not as an American company. And but now that he has seen what China is demanding of Facebook in terms of uh, censoring, he has said that he's going to run his company, Facebook, on, on American values, that his company is an American company that's going to be run on American values. And this is, you know, I always say a, a conservative is a liberal mugged by reality. And, and, and a sovereignist seems to be a former transnationalist who's being mugged by China. Uh, <laughs> they, they, the heads of these companies say, well, we don't, we're not really American. Then all of a sudden they deal with the communists, the thugs in the Communist Party in Beijing. And they come back and they say, you know what? We are an American company and we're going to run this company on American values. Obviously, that's not what uh, LeBron James is saying, uh, you know, to, to everybody's chagrin. That's not what Hollywood studios are saying, but to his credit, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook is saying that. So give our listeners a little bit of uh, an, an action step here. Uh, again, we're, we're not really asking for the government to pass a law to change something. We have to let companies make decisions uh, that are best for themselves and what's best for, for the uh, business culture that we have is a free market economy here in America. So um, what would you advise our listeners in taking steps further on this? Well, you know, Hollywood press is a very, it's very important. I think the Hollywood press should pressing, be pressing right now 
for for the studios to include in their credits whether a movie has been censored, whether the movie has taken Chinese money, and say it clearly. This company, this movie was made with uh, funding from a company that is uh, headquartered in the People's Republic of China, that is Communist China, and and whether a, a, a has a a Chinese censor has visited the uh, the the studio, whether the the script was submitted to China in any way or to or to a Chinese censor. I think Hollywood should be very transparent with this, and the Hollywood press corps should be uh, demanding this. What about the NBA? The NBA, you know, the same thing. I think that people turning out to NBA games have should have the right to have signs uh, supporting democracy and freedom in Hong Kong, in Tibet, the rights of the people in Xinjiang to have freedom of conscience, the right of all 1.4 billion people in China to have freedom of conscience. None of them do. Mike, I really appreciate you coming in and, and, and taking another crack at this uh, for us. Oh, it's The pleasure's all mine. Thank you very much. And that's it. Another episode of Heritage Explains is in the can. As always, the show notes will have all the information discussed in this episode. And I, I just wanted to say Mike's report on China infiltrating our culture is chilling, but it is fantastic. It's very, it's very much worth the read. So please go ahead and check it out. And let's keep this podcast growing. Share, share, share. Like, like, like. Comment, comment, comment. You know the drill. Michelle is up next week, and we'll see you then. Heritage Explains is produced by Michelle Cordero and Tim Desher, with editing by Thalia Rampersad.